Welcome back to the Around the Wicket podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rehan Gauri. Joining me are your co-hosts, Om Mehta and Vivin Anand. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, week six of the IPL. And as always, some exciting stuff has happened. Um, we'll just get straight into it and we'll start with uh, CSK as we usually do. Um, we're recording this on a Monday and they played last night. And um, as they've been doing recently, Rutharaj and Conway had another great opening stand, a 100-plus run stand, uh, Conway with an 80-odd, uh, Rutharaj again had a good start. Um, they've been doing really well. Vivin, you're the CSK fan here. Oh, yeah. What do you think of their resurgence? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it may be a little, uh, a little too late because no matter how well they play, it's up to the other teams uh, to fail because they have a they have a very slim chance. It's it's um up to the other teams to sort of fail and their net run rate to be perfect. And a lot of things need to go their way. That's beyond their control. Uh, so it's a bit late in that front. But um, regardless, yeah, we talked about Conway ever since Conway has uh, returned. Man has been a beast. We talked about um, uh, one of his games last week. Since then, CSK have played a couple more games. And uh, Conway has been great in both of them. Uh, obviously, last night was their uh, game against the Delhi the Delhi Capitals, another team that's um, sort of fighting for the top four spot. And uh, yeah, CSK, CSK did really well, scoring 208. And um, yeah, it, the, the thing about uh, Conway and Rutraj, as you said, as, as Om mentioned last time, it's a fantastic opening this thing. Whether it'll be enough to take them through is, is um, we're, we're unsure about that, but an, another, another great uh, innings from Conway. And we even saw like a, a fairly decent cameo from Shivam Dube, who also performed well uh, earlier in the tournament. Uh, we got an inf- like informish MSD. We got a pretty, uh, pretty fire MSD towards the end as well. So yeah, overall is a pretty good showing. Obviously, uh, uh, Jaddu uh, was not in the team, and uh, Bravo was able to come back. So and 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 it paid off, right? Bowling wise, we we did really well. We dismissed DC for a for a low total. So yeah, what are you guys' thoughts? We also saw uh, different styles of batting from Devin Conway. Um, even in the interview, he mentioned that against uh, someone, he swept the ball a lot and he was uh, playing the reverse sweep and sweep shot a lot. Um, but then last night against Delhi, uh, Dhoni told him that the spinners will try and bowl Kula and uh, like attack attack on the LBW option. So instead of sweeping, go down the ground and take them on. And I think we saw four or five sixes where he just... Um, Went down the ground and hit uh Kuldeep over uh, Kuldeep and the other spinners uh, over the head. So he's been a he's been a great rock for them. Uh, shocked that he didn't play towards the beginning of the season, but now yeah. that he's back, it's uh, all well and good for CSK. Yeah, I think and- um, the middle order still needs some work. Dhoni firing is mm-hmm. good, but um, for ret- retentions towards the next season and uh, looking forward the next three to four years, uh, their middle order still needs a lot of work. I think uh, a good player that they can target next year to uh, spruce that up should be Ben Stokes. Um, well, looking at their bowling, I think uh, Mukesh Chaudhary has been excellent for them. Uh, I mentioned this last time also, Mukesh Chaudhary is a fantastic job. Win uh, Pretorius, every time he plays, he does a good job. Bravo, every time he plays, he does a good job. Highest wicket taker in the IPL. I mean, you can't expect uh, much more from him. So I think overall, um, when the opening partnership performs uh, as they are, CSK look like a side of the win. But 
if if both of both of those openers fail on the same day, uh, then they don't look like they're going far at all. Yeah, I yeah, Mukesh has been really really good for them this season. Up at the top, usually, he's been really impressive in the power play, uh, picking up wickets consistently after his first few games. And last last game, we saw something new from him. He's he's usually just bowled three overs in the power play and then the others bowl in the death. But uh, Dhoni got him back towards the middle and he actually picked up two key wickets, one of Akshar Patel. And that was such a beautiful uh, ball. It was a top of leg stump to, to a left-hander. Uh, uh, it's it swung away from him. It was a great ball and it's, it's good to see uh, the exciting young talent uh, really shining this idea. Yeah, and one more thing about um, Devin Conway. Uh, Om obviously mentioned that he sort of switched some of the shots he was playing. And you could see like in, in the last game, uh, he was sweeping a lot and a lot of them were sort of unsuccessful, but that was clearly like something he was trying to do. But um, also in the last game where him and Rutraj had like a great stand of, it was their highest, uh, it was CSK's highest opening stand it was like 182 or 183. Uh, in that game, you could see Rutaraj took the initiative and Devin Conway was sort of uh, on the back foot uh, at the beginning, sort of um, just playing playing it slow, going at just above uh, run a ball until he really needed to fire towards the end. But in this game, he was um, sort of, uh, mu- he was much more, uh, he was much more um, uh, the aggressor and, and Rutaraj took it, uh, took it a bit, took, took it a bit more slow. So we, we saw different gears from both the openers and both times uh, fantastic uh, stand for CSK and you know, it's a, obviously a direct correlation between whether CSK's openers do well and and um, where they win the game. It's pretty obvious. And yeah, if, if they can keep performing like this, uh, CSK can definitely win their next few games. They have a game against Gujarat and Gujarat um, uh, recently got their streak broken as we talked about uh, last week. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. Yeah, it seems like CSK have gotten things together. Now mm. we'll talk about a topic that I'm sure Vivin is very hopeful about, their qualification chances. Mm. Uh, I'll just give you the stats a bit. So with their current run rate, CSK have a 0.78% chance of qualifying, uh, 0% for the top two. Uh, in any scenario, they won't get to the top two. But uh, for top four, if they have all 20 runs, 20 run wins, they have... a uh, 3.39 percentage chance of qualifying. Same for all 35 run wins, 3.39 percentage chance of qualifying. And if they have all 50 run wins, uh, even with that much of a boost to their net run rate, they still have only a 3.39 percentage chance of qualification. So like I've given, given you all the stats, but if you just ignore the stats and just feel your gut, do you think they have a realistic chance? Because yeah, they need to have all of their matches and they need all of the contenders in the middle. So I think that's around five teams to win only one of uh, to lose one match. Yeah, so, if you're if you're asking me whether I think CSK will win their next few matches, I think yes. I think CSK will win their remaining matches. But I don't think they'll qualify because I I think there's there's too much that the other teams have to do in order to let CSK let CSK qualify. Yeah, CSK, KKR, Mumbai are um, essentially knocked out the way I see it, even though they're not. But to anyone Mumbai with is, brains, Mumbai is, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Mumbai is actually knocked out. But to anyone with brains, 10 teams, 7, seven wins, you don't get in. Uh, 8 teams maybe, but with 10 teams, no. And uh, people in the middle, they're obviously going to win. Uh, a, 
couple of games each themselves. So CSK aren't qualified. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that That's it about CSK. I think let's move on to the team they, they played actually. They played the uh, Delhi Capitals and Delhi Capitals have been sort of hit and miss this season. Um, yeah. They've been win and loss, win and loss. That's been a pattern for them. And they've just not clicked, even though it looks like they have a pretty solid squad. Um, one big thing for them uh, last night, which probably didn't really help in a 200-run chase, was Prithvi Shaw is ill now. Um, he didn't play the last two games. Mandeep Singh replaced him and had a six-ball duck. Um, so they went with KL Bharat. This time obviously played at number three for RCB last season. And he looked good. He had two fours and then he got out. So that Prithvi Shaw-shaped hole in their team is looking quite big and it certainly won't help the longer uh, he stays out of the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, DC, I mean, we've talked, this has been a recurring team now that DC hasn't been playing up to their potential. Uh, as you said, they've been, they've been win and loss, uh, like win, win and loss, win and loss for the, for the past while now. And, you know, when, when Warner started to perform, we all thought, you know, okay, it's, it's looking up because with, with a performing Warner, it's difficult for DC to lose. Warner's obviously fantastic, but, uh, yeah, they managed to lose. They managed to get out for an embarrassingly low total, uh, against, against CSK. So that was, that was a bit of a, a, a bit of a disappointment, uh, a bit of a disappointment there from their batting. Well, see, no matter what you say, uh, no matter what you say about Delhi, um, the one thing you need to keep in mind is that um, one, they've lost a lot of players due to injury. Two, their entire camp was infected by COVID. Um, they lost their coach for a game. They lost. Um, they, they will have lost a couple of uh, coaching staff uh, and players due to COVID. Um, so they've had a lot of ups and downs uh, in the factors which are not controllable by them. Um, but what they can control, I think they've done quite well with it because um, they didn't have Warner towards the start of the season and Andre Nortia for most of the season. And those are your two main players in your team. Uh, and now you don't have one of your highest run scorers or your second highest run scorer, Shaw, uh, because he's sick. Uh, and then you didn't have Mitchell Marsh, who was one of your marquee buys at the auction for a larger, uh, greater part of the season. Uh, so, well, they've had quite a few um, shockers. I think even Aksar Patel is injured now. Uh, so, it's actually uh, quite sad, sad for them. And what they've done with what they have is uh, quite amazing. Because if you see CSK, um, they've lost a couple of players, I think. And without those players, uh, their side looked completely uh, shit, um, in uh, just clear words, right? Because... Conway not playing at the start of the season. I don't know if it was because of his marriage or like whatever reason they dropped him for. Um, but especially during his marriage as well. They lost the player and their batting looked absolutely terrible. They've lost Deepak Chahar and towards the start of the season, their bowling looked absolutely uh, terrible. But Delhi, after losing so many players, they've done so well. And uh, I want to highlight this performance. David Warner's 92 not out against the Sunrisers in Hyderabad. Um, I think it's the biggest statement he could make after what Sunrisers did to him last year. Uh, granted that the winning the man of the series of the T20 World Cup was uh, a good enough statement, but uh, doing what he did against Sunrise Hyderabad and absolutely annihilating their bowling lineup, uh, that was one hell of a statement. And uh, I'm actually glad that he got uh, he got like such a such a great knock, and I think it's uh, 
the best knock of the tournament. Even though we saw we've seen some blinders of people like Butler, but uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah, let's let's focus on that knock a bit. Um, obviously, ninety-two great score, but um, like what I liked even more was during the end in the last over, Robman Paul actually asked him uh, if he wanted to take a single to complete his hundred, and Warner said no. Uh, this is a team game. We play for the team, and you could see every ball that Robman was hitting for a boundary, which he did a lot. Uh, Warner was the loudest guy in the stadium. He was cheering him. Uh, at the top of his uh, lungs, uh, it was great to watch, um, and it, it's good to see Warner actually excited playing for a team again. Because you could see with SRH last year, he, he was just not himself. Um, with SRH last year, like it wasn't even a cricketing decision, as Brad Haddon said in an interview. He was the assistant coach last year. Um, he, he had like a falling out with the management. He's still good friends with the players. Like he posted a selfie with Williamson uh, and and even Rashid, so he's good friends with the players. I think it was just the SRH management, the owners, maybe even Tom Moody, the coach. And but it's good to see Warner actually enjoying his cricket again, and definitely one of the top knocks of the season. Yeah, I mean, like say say Warner did want Robin Powell to give him strike. I don't think any of us would have particularly faulted him, right? Like he's close to a century, but he didn't do it. He was like, he was completely ecstatic every time Robin Powell. Like hit a boundary, as you said, and uh, yeah, overall great stuff from Warner. I think the other performances from the Delhi Capitals that have been noted uh, are the ones that go slightly under the radar. I think um, Lalit Yadav has been great for them, but he's not been playing in the last few games. Uh, uh, apart from that, Khalil Ahmed has been beautiful. So the one thing that you can see is um, a batch of players. Flourishing under certain people, I think uh, Kuldeep and Chahal had their best years under MS Dhoni, and now we see uh, Khalil Ahmed and Kuldeep Yadav once again flourishing under the leadership of uh, Ricky Ponting. Uh, and this is a, these aren't the first batch of players who've done well uh, under him because if you see um, when he coached Australia too, or when he coached Delhi before, uh, we saw Shaw, Dhawan. Uh, Ayer, Pant, Avesh Khan, everyone blossomed under uh, Ponting's reign. So he's been really good for them. And uh, it just shows uh, what having uh, someone great at the helm of a team uh, does to the environment, does to how they play, does to how well they do. We've seen it with Mahira Jaiwadana over the past few seasons. We've seen it with Stephen Fleming over 13 years. Uh, we've seen it with a lot of coaches. Uh, and we've seen what happens when you have bad ones as well. Uh, we've seen uh, teams completely falling apart because of poor management. And I think Sunrise and Hyderabad are the prime example of that. Uh, I think to an extent, even Punjab Kings are a prime example for that. Uh, they keep, keep keep on changing the coach year after year. Um, they settled with Kumble for now, but doesn't look like he's doing too good of a job. So, um, well, we have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about top management and like having class in the ranks with Ricky Ponting and Delhi. Uh, another franchise that has that is uh, Sunrisers. Now you were talking about their bad management last season. This season they've brought in, uh, they've brought in Brian Lara, they've brought in Dale Stain. They had even Simon Cattage for a bit, but he he left. Um, and they have Tom Moody, who's who's had problems with them, but is a recognized uh, recognized coach and. 
you can see that it's clearly helping them like Dale Stain with Umran Malik or Natarajan Bhuvi uh, all of these guys have had good seasons and i'm sure Dale Stain has something to do with it and Brian Lara a left hand batsman has has brought the best out of Abhishek Sharma another left hand batsman so clearly the changes they've made have been working for them and uh, but but right now i'm telling you they, they wish they could actually bring back Lara and and Dale Stain into their squad because two of their key performers Washi and Natu are injured right now and as we've seen the last few games they had a winning streak for five games and now they're developing a lo- losing streak so yeah. uh, they would want those guys back as soon as possible how big of a miss have they been yeah i mean see uh, one, one more thing yeah, one more yeah. thing i think about srh is done actually you know what we'll get to this when you talk about srh why are we doing this now or do you guys want to start talking about srh we're talking uh, about srh mate we're talking about srh oh yeah oh shit oh sorry okay <laughs> srh bye bye okay so what one of the things i think that led to the uh downfall like over the last few games um, was especially the track slowing down because the srh's lineup plays with four frontline pacers and one uh part-time spinner or like you know you juggling such a like a medium level pacer uh spinner so um with the pitches slowing down we saw yesterday as well uh someone like a bagger somebody was saying that these kind of pitches uh these kind of pitches don't uh what i'm saying don't suit umran malik's bowling style pace bowling like pace on the ball and these pitches is not uh going to get him like uh, bring him fruit or anything like that the pacey pitches which we saw this other season which everyone is enjoying uh all the pacers were enjoying those are the kind of pitches that favor this kind of bowling lineup but these just don't so i think someone like a shreyas gopal would have been really handy especially with like record against rcb but he wasn't playing today uh natarajan i think is always handy so is bhuvneshwar kumar uh but umran malik he should learn what to do because josh hazelwood uh we saw on the bouncy tracks he was unplayable but even here on the slow uh gripping track we saw how he bowled so well and how he used knuckle ball how he used variations i think umran malik needs to uh learn how to do that because on these slow pitches it's key and i think one player who's a great player of spin is kane williamson and i think he's the one who's getting out the he's the he he's the worst batsman in the entire sri's batting lineup right so we need they need williamson to perform the need williamson to bat to the middle overs because they're off they they're getting the power from shashank singh they're getting the power from nicholas puran aiden markram's uh been playing well across rahul tripathi is the best batsman uh overall and he's been he he's he's always there to perform so uh i don't think they're going to qualify because mm. just because of the resources they have and the pitches that are offered at the moment but uh it's a pretty decent job uh that they've done so far especially after their horrendous retention and auction strategy yeah i mean uh they're they're on four losses on the trot now they're developing a, a losing streak um Uh, to the level of the winning streak that they developed uh, after their first two games of the season and yeah part of that i think is cuz it's not the the bowling isn't uh, obviously the best part of srh has always been through the years the bowling now nattu is gone and umran malik is getting whacked against rcb he gave like some 25 in two overs i think it says 25 in two overs against csk in his four overs he took zero wickets and gave 48 runs he's getting absolutely shellacked by the 
uh, by the batsman and uh, no Natu and, uh, and an Umran Malik who isn't able to, this thing leaves you no, pretty much no uh, like reliable or, or good uh, pace bowling in the team, which is, which is a, which is a same shame for SRH. So yeah, I don't think they're going to qualify, uh, qualify either. I think uh, at this, the, the losing streak is going to continue. They're looking, um, they're looking as bad as we predicted they would at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, two teams, KKR and SRH, are finally performing up to their paper potential um, uh, as the season goes. But let's talk about SRH a bit more. Um, so they've got a glaring, they have a few glaring holes in their team. Obviously, with Natu and Washi gone, that's a few more. But one of their problems is their fourth overseas player. So they've used Marco Janssen, Romario Shepard, uh, Sean Abbott, and last game, uh, Fazal Faruqi. And none of them have really worked. So that's a, an issue of concern among uh, the SRH management. Who do you think they should go with as their uh, fourth overseas player? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that Marco Janssen got absolutely uh, slaughtered in one of the uh, SRH games, to be fair, that's happening to their entire bowling bowling lineup nowadays. I think they should still uh, go with Janssen. I, I like Janssen. He, he also provides some nice uh, batting at a time where, you know, I, I wouldn't say that batting is necessarily the problem, but it's always nice to have some some extra hitting power when when a man like Williamson isn't isn't really uh, performing. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would go with, I would go to I would go with like uh, Marco Janssen. So yeah, so um, overseas I, I, I will do that. What what I do is I remove the overseas player spot, play Shreyas Gopal, uh, you can play Jagdish as a watch, whoever you want. Uh, remove one of the top six and play Glenn Phillips instead. Uh, that's what I would do. That's what I do with my overseas player. I wouldn't but, bother. But who would you drop from the top six? Yeah, You're not going to drop Williamson. Shashank Shashank has been doing really well. Doesn't matter. Like that's not the point. Like let him do whatever he does at six. What what should uh technically be done is uh Glenn Phillips plays because if Williamson doesn't perform, they can send Glenn Phillips up the order to bat there. I think they didn't need Shashank Singh against RCB. Uh, a player like Shashank Singh against the situation they were in, in uh, against RCB or another team. Um, Shashank Singh playing the role that he uh is playing right now. It can be fulfilled by um, actually multiple people, including Nicholas Puran. So, okay, but like, I think Glenn Phillips should play. The problem with SRH isn't really the batting at the moment. It's that yeah, it was, there's really more of a hole much. in their bowling. So, I mean, um, an all-rounder, I said Marco Janssen, because yeah, he had no, batting, but he can also... There's no, there's, no point, there's no point playing Marco Janssen. What are you going to do playing Marco Janssen? He's not going to do anything for you. The hole, the, bowling is being, the hole in the bowling is being fixed by playing Shreyas Gopal. Like literally, with the tracks going down. One game and he got absolutely whacked. The, 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 okay, okay, fine. Like, if you see the first few, uh, couple of overs in that game, he actually bowled quite decently. Uh, he did get whacked, yes, but he like he is the only uh, like solid option for them right now with the tracks going down. When we're seeing spinners having uh, a crazy impact in the game, I know Bhopra just took five wickets, but uh, one into Hasaranga yesterday. Kuldeep Yadav, who's been in the Chahal. If you go down the top five wicket takers of this time, three are leg spinners. Uh, so we're seeing that spin impact come, come through and we're seeing the pitches grip and turn. So why won't you play Shreyas Gopal when you have the opportunity to? Or for that matter, uh, 
any other spinner, who's other spinner they have, I don't remember offhand who the other spinner they have is, but you need to play spin. You can't go in with one spin option and that spin option being Jagri Chas, who doesn't even have that much experience playing at his level. Shoy is okay. very experienced domestically. I'll back, I'll back bring Shay. Like the extra spin option makes sense, but I don't think there's a need to fulfill the fourth foreigner role with Finn Allen though, because I mean the top six in batting are doing just fine. Then Phillips. Okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, sure. But you don't really need it at the moment for for for, for yeah. Another option is okay. So RCB the batting was shit, but then then again, I think Glenn Phillips is a good uh, floater to play for them. Yeah, but where would you bat him? Because in domestic cricket, he opens, and for New Zealand, he bats at four or five. All of those spots are filled for SRH. I know SRH is one to six as well, but uh, what? What I would do is I'd move everyone one down and play Glenn Phillips opening, because Williams is not doing you any Williams is not doing you any good opening the batting. So play him at his natural position at one down, or if you want play Williams in two down also, and Tripathi plays three or four, and then you get uh Puran and Markham to finish your finish your games off, or you know what, just drop Williamson, but that's not gonna happen because we don't have another captain. No, but. Uh, they're so, gonna they they shouldn't make the same mistake that they made with Warner <laughs> with Williamson. Next next season, you'll probably go to a different team and absolutely slack them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I said that they won't do because they don't have another good captain as well. Yeah. Only Bhuvanesh Kumar, but he's never captain at this level. So, I think they should play Glenn Phillips. There's no point playing Janssen, Romani Shepard, Fazlak Faruqi, or anyone else that they have. Sean Abbott. Yeah, yeah I, and we're talking about an overseas spot being open for SRH. Another team which has an, <laughs> a, a few overseas spots open, actually, is uh, Rajasthan Royals. So what's happened with them now is uh, obviously they were only playing with three overseas players using Karan uh, Nair in there. I don't know why. When you have like a batsman like Rassi van der Dersen, but uh, they, they were playing him and only three overseas players. But now another development has happened. Uh, Shimron Hetma is having a kid. So he's flown back to the Caribbean and they have another overseas spot filled. So they only have two set overseas players in Josh Butler and Trent Bolt. So, who, who, what changes would you guys make to the team? I obviously would have uh, Rassi in for Karnaya, um, and I would probably have uh, James Nisham in for uh, for uh, Karna and promote Rian Parag up the order so Nisham can finish. I mean, we, uh, we talked about really the same exactly. changes. Like we talked about uh, the same changes like a couple of weeks ago. I mean, bringing Rassi in, obviously, we 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 love Rassi here, not home as much. But uh, Rayan and I love Rassi. And then Nisha, I mean, a good all-rounder. That's We talked about it last week as well. I think, yes. I think Rassi, to an extent, like before this, when Butler was performing, Rassi becomes just a pointless player in the team because you have uh, a lot of people performing and you get very less balls. So even if you see Hetfire, he's getting only 13 to 15, not 30 to 15, 10 to 20 balls to play per game. And he's having a 20, 30 on impact uh, then and there. So I think Rassi, to an extent, becomes irrelevant in the team. Uh, but still, Rassi is a very good option to play. No, uh, but why would you put Karnaya instead of Rassi? Like, there's no upside to that. Rassi is no, just... Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. So I play, I'm still playing Rassi. I'm just saying he's irrelevant. Um, so, yeah, yeah so Rassi, play, Rassi players and sort of Zimrisham, they don't have any other option, I think. I think they have Obed McCoy. Uh, they have uh, Daryl Mitchell. I don't think any of them are going to work, uh, work Wait, out too well. Uh, Obi McCoy almost I, became the... Uh, Karna, who was actually dropped last game, they brought Jaiswal in and he performed really well. 
but they moved devdat padikal back to his original position at four and i don't think that works you can see from his last season and the season before that his heaviest runs are in the power play and and in this game like, he wasn't able to score at any like substantial yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You, you can't say his um, this thing from last season the season before that was mainly in the power play that's because he was opening every game so okay, yeah, that's no, even, after, even after the power play his strike rate dropped yeah, below after after the power play he dips like i know that yeah. watching and, all the rcd games he scored at under a uh, under a run a ball i don't think he's the best option at number 4 especially with josh cotler and jesswal opening jesswal who's a retained player by the way uh, who they put their faith in and should have never dropped but i don't think padikal fits into that team i would rather just play rasi i don't think it's yeah, fair yeah. i mm, yeah i get i mean the problem <laughs> yashasvi jesswal performing has created a, a, a bit of a problem because i don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll drop um, him right away. I don't know if they'll drop Devdas right away. They might. I want to play him at four uh, for a few more games, just because he performed uh, fairly decently, uh, sort of at the uh, when when Jaiswal was dropped at the at the top, he performed fairly decently, uh, and so I don't think they'll drop him right away. But yeah, I agree with Jaiswal performing. He he doesn't really have a role in the team because Rayan talked about it. We even have a shot about it, guys. It's called Can Padikal bat? He can't really bat outside the power play. make as much of a a meaningful impact he obviously batted at a less than a run a ball so yeah but that's it's created a it's created a bit of a problem yeah uh, i mean jaiswal performing is obviously good for rr fans and it makes like his retention feel uh, feel better for the rajasthan management but uh, but yeah they have a few problems like srh that they need to fix if they want to uh make it to the playoff which i which i think they'll make it to the playoffs but uh but you always want to put your best team on to the level yeah um, i think uh, another thing for rajasthan royals is uh they have uh, a lot of players that they can turn to they have classic krishna tend bold uh, a lot of whom are showing a uh, great promise um ashwin chahal uh of course the uh, one of the best spin duos uh playing in the ipl i think ashwin's really popped up with performances in the second half with the ball uh gripping and turning more uh it aids the ospinners uh a lot more than it did as we have seen uh because um bowlers like um to an extent aksar patel um even glen maxwell is getting wickets uh so it, it's aiding the ospinners and i think uh the best the the one of the best perform, performers for them has been shimran hetmyer he's been constantly finishing off games for them um like 30 he hit 27 from 13 balls in the last game i think if i remember correctly and um, he's been doing really well um in my opinion he should get more balls because he's some player who can hit, he's a player who can hit uh 50 of 25 for you uh on any given day actually so i think he, the role he's been given uh, given is quite uh is quite well uh it doesn't help pakistan if he could be pushed up to play higher i think he does a better job for them especially since you still have uh finishers uh existing for them um but yeah pakistan have been good and i think yeah they're quite they're quite a surety to qualify unless we have a massive up- upset yeah yeah uh, 100% i'd say the the top 3 teams are almost um, surely qualified and that i mean the two new teams of 
uh, GT and LSG and uh, obviously Rajasthan Royals. But you know, do you think Rajasthan uh, actually have a chance for for a title run, which they yes. haven't done since two thousand eight? I I actually back them over LSG and GT. I'm I'm I put my hat in for RR to win the thing. Like they they, uh, I mean they obviously look better at the start of the season. They've had a couple of uh, dry uh, runs throughout the middle, but I still think um, as a team, uh, by the time the the playoffs come, they'll they'll be able to find a more of a bat. Now the performing Jaiswal as well that changes a bunch of stuff. Uh, so so we will we'll really have to see how that works out. But a performing Jaiswal plus. A performing butler, as we've seen with CSK, it's a, a performing openers is a recipe uh, for, for for success. So I think I, I'd back RR for for for, for the title. Good, good, good. Yeah. good. I think yeah. I think you're wrong. I'll tell you what. Just give me a second. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. For me, uh, I don't think RR will win it, but I think they'll make it into the top four quite easily. Um, maybe... This is why you're wrong. Here's the team that's going to win the IPL this year. Oh, no. Nice. Wow, yeah, wow. we get yeah. once again yeah. the the RCV fan in denial. Okay, Om. Everyone who's watching this, how is Om it joking? If Om is not, it's not. CSK denial. has a higher chance of qualifying, and RCB does of winning the title, bro. And that's a low ass. Uh, yeah, that, that's bro. I thought he wrote a math exam today. That seems a bit um, <laughs> mathematically inaccurate. Nah, man. I, like, nah, nah, nah. RCB, RCB. Isn't is not gonna win this, dude? Uh, nah, man. RCB RCB is a has. Wait, a... okay, wait. We will we'll, we'll wow, talk about yeah, RCB later. Yeah. Oh, we will talk about RCB later. But right now, let's move on to Chapri RCB. And by that, I mean uh, the one and only Punjab Kings. <laughs> uh, they made a huge change recently. Mangs batting at four, Besto's opening, and Besto just scored a fifty opening. So, what do you make of that change? I think yeah. it's. I, I think it's, I think it's absolutely um, dog shit for them to do that because Mayank Agarwal is in uh, in all his essence, Mayank Agarwal is an opener, and by not playing him uh, as an opener, you're taking away his uh, main mojo, as you could say. Um, but Johnny Besto, he's done quite well opening. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, I'd rather play Johnny Besto way lower than he's playing right now. So, I mean, Best was uh, done on... his damage in the IPL as an opener. You know, I understand that Mayank is an no, where opener. Is, where is Mayank Agarwal done his damage? As number I'm not. Four. No, but no, look no. at the look Mayank at the Mayank damage Mayank. that Best has done all, all versus the damage that Mayank has done. Who has had more of an impact over the years all, to winning the title? All three of them are playing as uh, all three of them done do the damage as openers. Okay, this is a problem these two teams have: Rajasthan and Punjab. They have three openers and they don't know what to do with them because. If the the player that they don't play as an opener is always underperforming, and they have three um, first team openers, which is really um, which is actually in a sense bringing them a bit down. So what I would do is I play best of way lower down the order below Livingston, uh, and I play Manakarwal opening because Manakarwal is an opener, whereas Best is quite versatile in the position in which he bat, uh, bats at. Uh, he bats what five for England if I'm not wrong in T20s, oh. yeah four whatever. So he can bat uh, five for Punjab Kings. That's not an issue. He does it for England. He does it for his national side. He's been doing it for years. He bats opening for them only in ODIs. So Bairstow can bat below. Mayank Agarwal can't. Like, I think the last time Mayank Agarwal bat so low was when he played for RCB or something like that, which um, wasn't as fruitful for a relationship as we would have liked. Um, so 
definitely comes down for me. I mean, and, bro, man was man was introduced. I like man, man he comes opening, he, he scores a he scores a fifty. I I mean I, I understand that my, that's not his natural position. Bro, fifty six or forty, okay? That's not bro, a very good fifty. That's I I I'm not saying that's like an like a like a fantastic innings, okay? Not everyone is a will score the that one David Warner innings. But you know it's it's a good start. You you it's his one of his like it's it's the I mean, at least he's scoring runs. It's true. Man you can just put you can put Mayank at like I don't know. See oh what the hell happened? You can try out Mayank at like uh four for a few more games, maybe push him at three, bring out like put Rajapaks at four. And you don't really what, need to do that because Rajapaks is okay what, at three. Like, what's the point of batting a Mayank Agarwal? After Besto, Rajapaksa, Livingston, three of the most destructive players you can find in uh, I tell you a what, the point is that Mayank Agarwal is not playing as well as the others. Yes, yes you right. see, I'll give you the position he's most comfortable with. Keep him opening. Okay, but no, I mean, if Besto is doing the most damage in a position and Mayank is also. No, he's played one game. Do you have any other basis for that other than one game? He he's played one game one and he scored a 50, and historically, he has done the most damage. Dude, I can make the exact same argument you're making for Bairstow or Mayank Agarwal also because he's he's How much is Mayank? Mayank doesn't work. Mayank, huh? they've tried Mayank this time. entire season. They've Bro, brought in Bairstow one game opening. He scored a fifty. You give him more time. He'll uh he'll he'll okay. Yeah, see, this is and what happens. Typical RCB fans, man. Even if both of them were failing. I'll still want to bat Besto opening in Mayank at four because Mayank is a better player of spin than Besto. And at four, he can come in and be a pure spin hitter in the middle overs, which I think even if they both are playing bad, that's still the, the, the ceiling for the team total is still higher. If Besto takes advantage of the power play against Pacers and Mayank bats four, taking advantage of the spinners, which yeah. I, I think is the right move for Punjab Kings at this point. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's it it doesn't even need to be as complicated as that. It can just be as complicated as Besto has done his most damage as an opener. Yes, Mayank has also. And Mayank hasn't been able to do that. So you bring in Besto, try to fit in Mayank in a different position. Maybe he won't perform, but the point is that you're getting a performing Besto. And I know he's only played one match, you can't judge. But that's the point. You you'll play him there for, for more games. He's played one game and he hit a 50. We'll see what he can do in the future. But you keep him there for now. If he doesn't work out. In the next few games, if he gets like ducks or something, if he gets like a third golden duck, like uh, like like uh, your boy Virat Kohli, then you know maybe you can you can introduce uh, Mayank back to the back to the fray of uh, of the of the opening discussion. But at at the moment, there's there's just no need. Yeah, yes. um, I, I don't I don't believe that. But you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah Rabada, so, he's been Rabada, he's been good. Uh Jitesh Sharma, he's been good. You know, I quite like the name Jitesh. Um <laughs> just like my Guru Homi. Um, other than that, we've had um Ashdeep who's been coming back into the wickets and uh whatnot. Rahul Chahe has been decent all season. So I think Punjab Kings look a solid side, they look a belters, they look a belting side. So one thing I would like to say with absolute certainty. Um, is that Punjab Kings is not qualifying for the playoffs of the yeah, Indian yeah. Premier no. League this year because the next game is against the Royal Challengers Bangalore. And you all know the Royal Challengers of Bangalore are going to win that and knock the Punjab Kings out 
of the Indian Premier League, and that's it for Punjab Kings. Safe. Let's yeah, move on. I mean, I mean, yeah, not the RCB part, goal, but everything else is true. Yeah, talking about their bowling, this is actually a team which, on paper, looks more like better suited to his batting, but their bowling has performed really well. Uh, Rishi Dhawan's been solid. He's done more than they would have wanted him to do as a fifth bowler, and Rabada has been. Excellent and Ashdeep, although not getting the wickets, he's been a fantastic death bowler. You look at his economy, and if you actually watch the matches and see where he's bowling, he's clearly a very smart player, and he's been bowling really well in the middle. Um, he was actually a backup bowler in the Under-19 World Cup, like the famous one with uh, Shaw and Gill. He was actually the backup for Shivam Mahavi, Kamlesh Nagarkoti, and Ishan Purel. And right now, he's the one that's. Risen the most out of all of them and doing the best out of out of that bunch. So it's it's great to see him performing really well. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Rehan, we we weren't sure what it was last week, but you know this sort of obscure stuff. Why does Rishi Dhawan wear that thingy on his head? Right. So um, in the Vijay Hazare Trophy, like he was playing for, he captains Himachal Pradesh. So he actually got hit on the head with a ball while bowling against a batsman, and he had to get surgery. um and that is just a, a few weeks before the ipl started so he wears that face mask to protect himself because it's it's still really vulnerable how that that just looks like tape on his head i also want to point out one more interesting thing the hmm. kkr mi game is going on right now this is yeah. speak and um rehan uh, a few hours ago had uh, brought up uh, rohit sharma's record uh, against kkr being uh, the best um in the ipl and i told him watch rohit sharma get duck today and um, as expected rohit sharma has gone out scoring um, a mere two runs of six balls uh, to kkr's bowling lineup um so um take the l yeah yeah i don't really like talking about kkr we'll do that when i'm forced to but uh, right, right so let's now, talk okay so let's, let's talk, talk about, about kkr yeah that's a great segue yeah. <laughs> oh god so Wait, wait, oh, 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 I think we should let Rayan take this. It's he's oh, okay. Okay, let's start. So first of all, you drop two of our retained players in Varun Chakravarty and Venkatesh Iyer. After shifting Venkatesh Iyer up everywhere in the order, he batted at one, he batted at two, he batted at four, he batted at five, he batted at six, and he batted at seven in this tournament. What the hell are you doing? You give him a consistent position to let him show his skills. You. you dropped varun chakravarty after like five games because he was bowling badly and you got in no replacement because you were stupid at, at the auction you have zero replacements for varun chakravarty what the hell were you thinking he's a bowler who can't walk his knees uh, are are shit like actually shit he can't walk properly that's why he always feels in the 30 yard circle at a short third man because he can't walk uh, and you got no backup for him it's their auction strategies were so terrible they have no pace hitter in their top 6 uh, apart from russell and um, and ajinkya rahane and if your best chance against pace is ajinkya rahane you clearly messed up big time uh, you had no keepers sheldon jackson failed when you batted him at 7 out of position he should be opening uh, you sam billings failed because you couldn't get your overseas combinations right uh, and then bawa injury who's a part-time wicketkeeper he failed because he's not a good enough batsman for this league it, it was a shit auction uh, and post the gautam gambhir era they've had just terrible auction after terrible auction 
we've had eight openers this season i think oh, no sorry eight top 3 players this season and the only ones who have a decent average are nitesh rana and shreya sayar none of the openers um obviously we're recording du- during the mi versus uh, kkr game and venkatesh i scored uh, some good runs which i'm glad because opening is his best position they should have now moved him out of it but maybe that break was good for him but yeah i mean narayan and russell are carrying us like always like like always um andre russell is the second leading run getter of kkr this season and the second leading uh, wicket taker and in their last game um russell and narayan had bowling figures of 42 for 3 after 7 overs while the others had 132 for 2 after 13 overs and in batting they scored 67 runs of 31 balls while the others scored 31 of 56 balls i mean it's just horrible from kkr and this goes all the way back to their auctions and their retentions i mean you i think playing in sharjah and reaching to the finals in the uae in 2021 actually was bad for us because it made us retain players like varun chakravarty who's not fit uh, instead of shubman gill who's been touted as a future india captain and and even rahul tripathi who's been excellent for us and for uh, us in 2020 and for rps in his debut season and we just retained one season wonders um it's been bad retentions bad auctions bad ma- player management bad strategies i mean basmicum strategy that works well for an uh, england a lot of just hitting and just having the backing that you have batsmen below you that works if your players are actually good but in the auction we didn't buy good players um it's it it's just bad from kkr um yeah like if you look at the lowest match impact in, in match impacts in ipl 2022 venkatesh iyer is second in that list I, and he has a match impact of m- minus 76.6 <laughs> which is insane it's second only behind kane williamson's uh, minus 84.7 uh yeah it's horrible and our lowest attack ratings in ipl 22 uh in the top 10 we have our captain shreya sayar with an attack rating of only 153 no surprise williamson is at the bottom uh, uh, at the top of that list again with a uh, attack rating of only 120, 133 but nothing's been going well for us this season and i can't say i'm surprised because it's been bad management and bad strategy it's been bad everything Oh yeah, yeah. Glad you I got that off your chest. I think that sums up KKR situation. But I think I want one more thing to sum up KKR situation. Um, like in a world of what ifs, imagine KKR with eleven point level with eleven crore budget had bought Nicholas Puran for ten point five crore. I mean, I am trying to figure out how they would have had eighteen players in their team if they had made that purchase. And um, I'll tell you, if we had bought ten point uh. Five for Puran. We would not have had the money to buy Umesh Yadav, who's been our best performer this season. We would not have been able to buy. I don't think we'd have had the money to buy anybody, not even Tim Saudi or. or yeah, definitely not Saudi. Any, anybody after that, because if if that if what were they thinking going with that buy? Like, uh, uh, like sure, Nicholas Puran boosts that batting lineup, but he's not worth not being able to get anybody else. Like, a team of eleven wins you um an IPL, not a team of four. 
as we have seen with RCB over repetitive seasons, right? Um, like uh, a certain like three four people can't win you the tournament. And with with KKR, I think it's been a lot of chopping and changing, as Rehan said. It's been a lot of inconsistent performances. Um, I I think the major thing that they've done is they've half their retention was one season wonder wonders, and um, that's that's actually quite a sad way to go because we've seen a lot of one season wonders come and go by. I think the best example to back this up is Paul Valtati, um, who played for the Kings Eleven Punjab. Yeah. I think yeah, many many one season wonders, and they've backed those, and they've not um come off as well as they would have liked. So I think KKR could have been better with that planning. I mean, even if you don't retain Shubman Gill, I think um, Rahul Tripathi was a no brainer. He batted so well last season, uh, <coughs> and you just you know um, throw him yeah, to the. And I yeah, and Rahul Tripathi actually works for Brendan McCullum's style of play because he's he he's just intent. Like he just goes yeah. out there and hits every ball, and it's not like power hitting. He hits in the gaps. He's a very smart player. He, yeah. he works for Brendan McCullum. I just can't understand this KKR management. Like even this game, five changes. You're talking about chopping and changing. Five changes this game. I mean, sure, it was probably the right changes, but we should have never been in this position anyway. Um, you're talking I about. Know, bad, I don't know. You're talking about bad auctions. Eight point five crore for Nitesh Rana. I mean, sure, he's played well. KKR are actually, in fact, the only team to make more than eight hundred runs this season. And have a strike rate of one forty in the over seven to fourteen, and Nitesh Rana actually stops, uh, actually tops the run scoring in this phase with two hundred and fifteen runs with a strike rate of one fifty. But eight point five crore, you've handicapped yourself at the auction with that. It's it's just unbelievable the management. I would yeah, say I think, thing, Indian, I think the Indian players went at crazy valuations this time because I think there was like a lot of demand for certain Indian players, but I think that's. Um, in a in a sense, the wrong in a sense, the wrong way to go because, um, like I know Nitish Rana was so great for you and blah 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 whatever. But then if you see some of the other players that came and went by the auction for way lower prices, um, David Warner seven crore, um, a lot a lot of the even like the marquee, the the top level foreigner buys that you could get, um, the best buy the auction that one could get. Um, according to me, as a foreign overseas batsman, is David Warner. Um, yeah. Like, and he went for seven, and very. Uh, I'm actually quite disappointed by that. Good strategy by Delhi, but I'm very disappointed by that. So, you could have gone for a wide variety of players, but eight point five for Rana is a bit much. Ten point five for Nicholas Poulin is. I I don't even know what that is. That's just. Uh, that's a mockery of the auction. Um, like I mean, okay, Sunrisers paid ten point seven five for Nicholas Poulin. That's um, like all right with the way he's performing for West Indies and all that. But they had they had money. We that, but that's what that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. fine because they had money. KK didn't have money, and that's that's just sad. And you're talking about Gumby, right? Um, if, if we continue to talk about Gumby, just see what he's done at this uh, at this auction with Lucknow Super Giants. He's made uh, he's made an insane team. We talk about them later, but what a team he's made. And KKR is just. Yeah, I don't think there's much to talk about KKR. Anyways, let's move on to uh, to Lucknow quickly. Uh, oh, um, also, also one more thing about KKR is at the very beginning, uh, at the very beginning of the tournament, uh, there was a lot of discussion on our side about where Venki will bat, and Om Om was one of those 
people who said that he's fine with Venki at number six. And lo and behold, Venki has not been able to perform until he's come uh, come to the top. Or I mean, he's he's been here and there. He's come he back to been... the top. Huh? He's come back to the top. He started at the top. Only. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, So, like, the Venki that they retained was a top order uh, Venkatesh Iyer. They pushed him uh, down to the bottom. He wasn't able to really perform. He was able to try and get starts here and there, but nothing at a significant run rate or significant runs. Uh, and uh, now he's back to the top against MI in the game that's happening right now. And man scored uh, 43 of 24, which, I mean, it's, it's oh, fine. Hey. The stats scoring 43 of 24 against the worst bowling lineup in the IPL um, is, is not much of a basis for anything. Okay? No, it's a start. Like, okay. It's a start. We'll, we'll see what yeah, he can... sure, it's a start. But it's not a, it's not a, okay, if we scored these runs against the Gujarat Titans or something like that, you know, then I would be like really, um, I mean, you don't know if you, you know, will, because like, he hasn't really uh, opened against, uh, he, okay, that's, that's the management's fault and whatnot, but like, yes, exactly. You know, we'll see, we'll see over the next couple of games. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're done with KKR, let's, let's move on to Lucknow Super Giants. Um, Okay, so they've been on a four-game winning streak, I believe, and they've they've really uh, played really well towards the back half of the season. Uh, and I think one one change that they did is very key to that. And it pains me to say this because I'm such a big Manish Pandey fan, but uh, they removed him out of their lineup, and now and now they bat uh, Deepak Hooda at three, and he's been a fantastic number three for them. Uh, what do you make of this change in? Lucknow's batting order. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. I was gonna say that uh, the Huda has obviously been performing well uh, for pretty much the entire season for Lucknow. He's been one of their consistent batsmen, and now Lucknow's really gotten into the the swing of things as we ex- I, I expected this um, at the beginning of the season much more from Lucknow uh, than I did from uh, Gujarat, and now Lucknow's coming back. I believe they're first on the table now. Uh, they've even overtaken uh, Gujarat. Uh, on the on the points table, so yeah, it's so it's, uh, it's a good change, and he's playing well. Last game, he scored like a quick forty runs or a good forty runs against uh, KKR. So yeah, yeah, I think um, Deepak Hooda at three gives them uh, way more potential to score like a higher amount of runs because um, batting him at five gives him way less balls to face, and as I just said, you give your best batsman the most balls that you get, um, which is why people like. Um, KL Rahul and Dikak open when they are openers, but still. Um, other than that, I think one more important thing is that um, everyone who played at three failed except Deepak Hudda. You had Krishna Bhagavatam, you had Manish Pandey. Um, Evan Lewis did well, but he's knows his option, so um, can't really play him there. Um, so Deepak Hudda has been uh, a gem for them. But what I would like to point out is like the rest of the batting lineup, it's really poorly organized because um, Dikok and Rahul uh, provide you good starts. Dikok's not been in the best of form, but Rahul is giving you the good good starts always. Deepak Hudda is quite consistent, and um, the your four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, that um, that lineup is uh, is filled with all rounders almost except Aish Badoni. And the one thing that uh, Lucknow Super Giants have done is um, send people like Krunal Pandya at four or whatnot, or uh, and leaves Stoinis back until it's too late. I know um, against, oh, what do you say, against um, Delhi, because uh, uh, Stoinis went fourth, but if you see um, their other games, Stoinis has gone so low down the order that he's not even been able to have as an impact as he could have had he gone up. Because 
against KKR, he hit 28 of 14 batting at batting at six. Imagine if he had gone at four there, where in Sukhna Pandya, who hit 25 or 27. So batting stoyness lower down the order really um, strangles their uh, like quick run scoring. So I like personally, I think it their four should be stoyness, five Badoni, and six holder. And only then Kunal Pandya should be brought in because um, that, that's actually a viable thing to do. And Stoinis, um, instead of being playing only as a pinch hitter, he can be played as a proper, proper batsman, which he does have the capability to do. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Deepak has had a resurgence in his career after he uh, moved domestic uh, domestically to Rajasthan. And he even got his India call-up uh, recently, earlier this year. And... Uh, Batting him at, he has definitely been the trick for LSG. Now they actually have the flexibility to actually play both Mohsen Khan and Avesh Khan in their lineup. And, and Mohsen's been like fantastic for them. He, he was with MI for the last two seasons and he's got the opportunity here. He's played like five, five games. He's took nine wickets. Uh, he's, his economy is 5.35 and his average is 10.1. So he's been really good for them up top and uh, a really impressive bowler for them. And I think uh, adding that extra bowler just adds balance to their side because they anyway bat so deep. And like in that current lineup, uh, Marcus Tynes is batting six or seven. And like I agree with him. I think their ideal lineup top four should be Dikok, KL Rahul, Deepak Huda, and then Marcus Tynes. Uh At five, they can, they can play... Uh, Krunal Pandey, I don't have a problem with that. But I think you need to use more of Marcus Toynis' batting potential. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, that's fair enough. I, I think we talked about this as well. But because he he, he, he hadn't been able to perform uh, up top for uh, LSG a few games. So they've dropped him back down to where they started with him, which is as late as possible. And in both of those games, he, he I think he scored more runs than he scored uh, at the top or closer to the top, but still, I think he should, I think it makes sense for him to play at four, but I, I don't, I don't think they'll do it as of yet. Cause the two times they've played him late, he's hit like fairly decent, like 30 run, uh, innings. Um, and he hasn't really been able to do much when he came in, he, they played him at one down, they played him at two down a couple of times, uh, and they're, they're really trying to figure out where he fits. So I think they're going to play him a few times more at, um, at like six and seven, than bring him back up. I think a lot of um, Ratna's, um like the winning streak has come from uh, like complete bowling performances like against KKR they got them all out for 101 and they've done that consistently um, as as Rehan said Mohsin Khan has been really good for them um, but other than that um, Jason Holder and Ravi Bishnai both of them have bowled um, clinical overs and have uh, like taken wickets at regular intervals to keep um, the opposition batters in check. And one more thing that's like really important for Lucknow is they have um, so many bowling options that even if someone like a Mohsin Khan or a Jason Holder or a Chamira has an off night, they can always rely on um, someone like a Khunal Pandya, someone like a Diva Khudda, someone like a Marcus Tornius to bowl those overs. And um, they're actually quite good sixth, seventh and eighth options to have. Um, other... Other than that, for the Lucknow uh, Super Giants, I think one change they can try is get in Andrew Tai instead of Dushmanda Chamira. I know Chamira has been bowling well off late, but um, I think Andrew Tai would be a better fit in this lineup. So I guess um, we'll see when the time comes. 
Yeah. Um, and like, because their team is built around all-rounders and they have so many options, I mean, I'll just list down all the options. So they have Mohsen, they have Avesh, they have Holder, they have Stoinis, they have Bishnoi, they have Krinal, and they have uh, Huda, and they have Ayush Baroni, who's who also was off-spin uh, part-time. So they have a lot of bowling options, and that's actually helped them because, uh, like, as Om said, if you have a bad day, you can bowl another bowler. And that actually is, like, sustaining Bishnoi and the team because he's not had a great year this year. He's uh, averaging 40 at an economy of close to nine. And because they have so many options, they can actually keep, continue to back him and like keep uh, like keep him in the team. So eventually he'll come good too. And yeah, I was going to like, on that note, LSG bowled seven bowlers in their game against DC, right? And the only reason they're able to do that and sort of have, have their op- options because they're like all-rounder heavy team. Yeah, it's a really well-structured team. Uh, I think Gautam Gambhir and and the team management did a really well, uh, did a really good job at the auction, uh, which is which was a surprise for a new team. But uh, they've been performing really well. And on that note, we'll move on to the other new team, uh, who's joining uh, LSG at the top of the table, uh, the Gujarat Titans. Um, Gujarat Titans, in my opinion, and I think you guys too, they didn't have a great auction, um, but they've been punching above their weight. They've had a couple of stumbles in their last last few games, but I think they're comfortably in the top four and possibly are uh, going to finish top two also. Um, and and one thing that's been really good for them in the back half uh, compared to their first half is uh, Rhythm and Saha. Before they had Matthew Wade, he was not performing at all. But now Rhythm and Saha is giving really good starts to the bat. He's striking it around 160 in the power play. He's averaging close to 50 in the power play. I mean, what else can, can you ask for an opener? And he's one of the best uh, keepers in in the world. So I think Rhythm and Saha is really doing something for them. Other than Rhythm and Saha, I think... Um... Shubman Gill plays an off innings here and there. I don't think we've seen him con- consistently um, like hit the big runs um, like over a series of three to four games. But he has hit a 50 in their last game against Mumbai, though he failed against the Punjab Kings. Other than that, I think Hardik Pandya's form has tapered off quite a bit. Um, he's batting he's batting at three and four this time. It's a different role for him. Um, and like I, I don't know if that's a, like he batted really well at the start of the season, but off late his form has tapered off. Um, especially after the injury break he had, and he stopped bowling too, um, which is uh, kind of contained um, Gujarat's bowling options. However, they've still done quite a, quite a good job with their bowling unit um, with the resurgence of Alzari Joseph. Um, he didn't play the start of the season, but he's come back into the side and he's bowling quite well. Um, he's been among the wickets. Um, other than that, um, you obviously have a trio of, of key bowlers in Shami, Rashid Khan, and Lockheed Ferguson, all of whom have been... Um, quality for the uh, for the Gujarat Titans and have brought them so far. Um, if, if you look a bit further than that, Pradeep Sangwan, um, as we talked about last time, uh, he, he was he, he was out of the IPL for a long time and now he's come back and he's bowling quite well. He had um, quite exemplary figures against the Mumbai Indians. And in case the bowler doesn't bowl well, you always have, have Rahul Tehwaite at a turn to um, and Hardik Pandya, if he ever spit the ball. So I think Gujarat Titans have a solid side at at the moment. Um, Vijay Shankar didn't work out, so they've gone to Sai Sudarshan, and Sai Sudarshan has performed 
um miller tevatia rashid forming the finishing trio is quite solid and saha gil hardik pandya to start things off if hardik pandya hits um the form he did at the start of the season i think gujarat have a great chance of um going for the title run yeah i mean uh, gujarat's batting is like is really shaping up to to look good uh, particularly with uh, vijay shankar uh, out of the team you know a team always looks better that doesn't have uh, vijay shankar in it and sai sadarshan hit a couple of knocks but but that that's not really the point uh, as you said as rehan mentioned ridiman saha doing very well shubman gills able to get knocks here and there not not as consistent but still i i don't they they shouldn't have lost that match to mumbai that was just not a that, that wasn't something they should lose especially considering both of the openers um scored half centuries uh hardik pandya got run out okay that's 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 fine uh miller and tewatia that was i mean that was a it was a very good last over from um, uh sams but, but we'll talk about that more when we get to uh when we get to mumbai but you know i feel like uh, miller miller and tewatia definitely uh, definitely should have finished it tewatia obviously got uh, a run out in that game but uh, yeah i think despite uh, them losing uh, to mumbai they still look like a very good team Uh, their their batting still looks strong obviously we've talked about it being because of the middle order they have as as much as it surprises me to say it miller and tewatia are like the most the most i in my opinion i would trust them the most out of any uh, finishing lineup right now to 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 get the job done because they've done it time and time again uh, for the gujarat titans this season so uh, that's been fantastic and i think yeah they're on a bit of a losing streak but i definitely they're definitely a top they're definitely top 2 In my opinion, I think GT and LSG are definitely top two. RR will come in and uh, RR will come in third as we talked about. Yeah, uh, like Om mentioned, Hardik since his injury he hasn't bowled at all actually, and uh, he's played five games. In two out of the five games, he performed well. With the other three, he didn't. Uh, one was a run out, of course, as Vivian mentioned. But I think Hardik not bowling is actually uh, hurting them more than many people realize because if Hardik Pandya bowls. they can actually play an extra batsman they don't need to play someone like pradeep sangwan uh because right now their 5 and 6 is miller and uh and tewatia and i think i think it'll actually help if uh, obviously they dropped abhinav manohar which i don't get why he performed with his role at number 7 and i think he should be batting higher anyways but if if hardik pandya bowls they can bring in manohar back they can maybe try batting him at 4 bat pandya at 5 which i think is ideal for him because at 4 uh, i think he needs to build in innings more be responsible at 5 he can actually just come and strike at 190 whatever uh, then miller 6 um and tewatia 7 and rashid 8 which i think is a more steady uh, steady batting lineup and i think uh, they would want hardik pandya to get into bowling form uh as soon as possible i know uh, vivin mentioned uh vijay shankar being out i think they put too much trust in him at the auction um and i don't think he was they really planned for the number 3 uh really well because vijay shankar failed and now they have an untested player in saishudarshan i know he scored a 50 but uh, i'm still not sure if that's A, a really good number three option for them, so I think that's a weak point, and I think uh, Hardik Pandya not bowling is hurting them uh, a bit. I mean, it's not shown up yet, but but I think it could possibly hurt them in the future. You know, it always baffles me why teams back uh, are still backing Vijay Shankar. He's become Tamil Nadu's captain as well. 
um but uh, i was surprised yeah, well for tamil nadu huh he actually plays well for tamil nadu though yeah but he's never performed at the what do you say at the IPL. ipl level at the ipl level at all like for sunrise hyderabad he was um like he didn't even show a glimpse of his potential or what what not right um even for india he had a couple of good innings a couple of good um bowling outings but then he's never really shown that he's built for this level even if even though he's had good domestic performances or what not um so I, I was actually quite surprised that um teams went for him that way um in the auction when there were so many other options and um i thought actually um gujarat could remove uh shankar and play uh sadrangani at the top but i'm but that didn't happen and he's been dropped and that's actually um not very fair to him but you know it's how it goes yeah uh vijay shankar actually if you look at the stats he had a good uh 2018 season but after that each season he's been performing worse and worse and worse and uh it's just not working for vijay shankar at this level uh it's almost like he doesn't perform in the uh, in the important moments because even for tamil nadu uh in the last two tournaments in vijay hazare and in uh and in uh, said mushtaq ali he's been amazing in the league stage but, but as soon as the uh, semi finals and finals come he's not been performing so wh- whenever teams need him to st- set up whether it be uh whether it be uh india sunrisers delhi or gujarat now and even tamil nadu he's not been uh, he's not been doing it but but yeah uh, when you mentioned uh, the game versus mi where they couldn't uh, chase eight runs in the final over uh, let's talk about mi uh, obviously yeah. they've lost their most games in a season now i think nine games they've lost uh, they've never lost nine games before and uh, it's a, it's a disappointing run for uh, such a proud team and successful team but i guess that one positive from that gujarat game was that over from uh, from daniel sams because they should not have won that game mumbai team and, yeah yeah and uh, daniel sams bowled really well oh yeah yeah um, yeah we we alluded to it earlier what an over from daniel sams two balls were like the like as as not as wide as you can get without the ball being a wide it's in, in, incredible like that that mumbai death bowling was incredible sams sams obviously did well uh, earlier earlier in the season he was added to my bowlers of shame list because of uh, the the horrific uh, show that we got uh, courtesy of pat comments uh, however uh, however yeah uh, daniel sams has now redeemed himself in at least some part a uh, great great showing from him uh it, uh the first i was that the first win am i registered or was that the second either way they have so few it's um, second that was the second win okay yeah that was a really good really good job uh from sams and you know the the uni mi team i've ever liked is now the officially the worst mi team in the history of of the franchise so i guess that's that's nice yeah no, we, we, talked about, we talked about match impacts before um in the top 10 match impacts daniel sams actually has a match impact of minus 61 uh and to compare that with like another bad performer um uh, i mean this was expected but virat kohli has a match impact of 
uh, minus 65. So they've been performing similarly. Wait, does, minus, with, does minus match impact mean doing bad for your team or doing so little that it doesn't even register as neutral? Doing bad for your team. Oh, N- neutral would be like zero, zero minus one, one. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, so uh, Daniel Sams is doing as bad as Virat Kohli, which I think is a slight on Daniel Sams because that's kind of expected from Kohli right now. But but yeah, he 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 had one good over and it definitely helped. But um, I think that was a surprise that MI won a game. Last night, they lost a game against KKR, which they should have won, even though Bumrah uh, registered his first five foot in the IPL, five foot ten. Um, it's the fifth best bowling figures in the IPL ever, the second best for an Indian uh, pacer, uh, for an Indian bowler ever in the IPL behind Anil Kumble's five for five. Uh, and uh, I think it's the second best figures for a team which has lost by 50 runs or more. So Bumrah's effort went in vain as MI lost again. See, I think his effort went a lot in vain because the entire batting lineup depends on Suri Kumar Yadav. And Suri Kumar Yadav just dipped. I think Tilak Kalam has also scored runs. So those two are basically carrying the entire batting lineup because as Rohit Sharma usually does, he's not had that great of an IPL. He's never been that much of an IPL player over the last few years. More of a, an international giant run scorer. Um, Ishan Kishan has had his ups and downs over the entire season, but it's mainly been Surikumar Yadav and Tilak Kalam doing the run scoring and that hasn't paid off for them at all. Kyren Pollard hasn't done anything with IPL. Yeah, I was like, going to say a born showing right? Um, the worst decision the Mumbai Indians management could be could make at, uh, at a single point in time was to drop Tim David after two games. His first two games in Indian soil, um, that was a, like just just an absolutely shit decision that they could have made. Um, other than that, I think their auction strategy we've talked about it so many times was absolutely, um, was absolutely terrible. I think uh, backing a lot of players who've had barely any success in India or have ne- never played in India um, was quite a, a mediocre thing to do. Because if you look down that list, you have um, Riley Meredith, never really had success in India when he played for Punjab Kings or, or just any success in the IPL or just any um, game time as much in India. Um, then you have um, Tim David, Daniel Sams, both of whom as well. Um, don't have experience in uh, as much experience in India and have never performed and never played here. Other than that, Devil Brevis. So that's four of your eight foreigners, um, I think, who've never um, really had an impact in India. Yeah. Um, so I think that's quite concerning. And the other foreigners they had were Tymel Mills, Fabian Allen, none of whom have really, you know, lit the ground on fire. Um, I know Mills did fairly, fairly decently at the death, but yeah. He no, I mean, he got belted when he played Farsi, but that's because he played Farsi. But that's a, di- that's a different matter. But like, the the real, the, the really only player who, who, who one could have said has had like a real, real huge impact in India would, would have been um, Kyron Pollard, but he's been an absolute failure this season. And I think they need um, a replacement coming soon. Maybe next season. Uh, you never know. He's retired from international cricket. Will he retire from the IPL too? Um, we can only see it. For, uh, we can only wait and find out. Yeah, but let's talk about that a little more. Do you think Mumbai should drop Kyan Pollard because um, they just lost Surya Kumar Yadav, uh, as I said, so they don't have a number three. Raman Deep isn't doing it. So, sh- and they already have the finisher in Tim David. Uh, so, should they drop Kyan Pollard? Bring in Dual Brevis, who looked impressive. I, I, I don't think there's any point dropping Kyan Pollard now. You have two games left. Just play him. 
um i was talking about uh, next season um either polar retires or mumbai indians if he's there i think mumbai indians will stick with him but Uh, yeah, I, I, have, I don't I think, think Mumbai Indians releasing Pollard. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think is gonna retire after this season. So I think Mumbai should play him. They're anyway out. Just play your veteran player. Give him the games that he deserves. Daryl Bevis has twenty years of cricket left in him. So give the man. Yeah, he has I, to I don't think Pollard retiring after the season because he just retired from international cricket. So now he'll just play franchise cricket like the West Indians do. For like, I still, th- I still think he'll retire. I think um, he's lost a bit of his, he's lost a lot of his game that he used to have. So I think um, he's got. He, I, I think he, he, I think he'll retire after body. next season, maybe. But I don't think this season. He's still fairly young. Like he's Virat Kohli's age. I think he's just uh, a few months older than Kohli. So he's he's very young. I have these it's, ages all wrong, man. First with Natraj and now with uh, Pollard. But yeah, what I was saying was um, Pollard is yeah yeah okay. Yesterday was Pollard. Yesterday okay. the that the kkr game now i'm not claiming that pollard should have won that game okay that game was pretty much out of out of his reach um from like when he he couldn't really have done maybe he couldn't uh, unless it's some freak scenario he probably wouldn't have won them that game no matter how well he played but bro it was i think it was like five overs 67 67 runs Uh, or, or or it was four over sixty runs, something along those lines, and he was batting with a seven like a seven down, and uh, he was like twelve of eight, and then he he plays like four dot balls becomes you can't you can't allow that at least try to hit and get out in shame, or what am I saying try to hit and get out trying to hit in, instead of like staying there in shame he didn't do anything you can't in that sort of scenario you can't get out when you're like below run a ball when you're trying to chase. Fifteen runs and over in the past five in the last five overs. That's absolutely shameful. What a what a shambles of an innings. That was that that was such a that was such a silly innings. I don't think that'll be the catalyst for his retirement necessarily. I want to see him drop. Okay, I want I want to see Dewald Brevis play some more. And I get that after like his first game where he hit like I think forty or fifty, and then his second game where he hit a quick thirty. He didn't actually do much for the next few games, but still, you know that 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 was his role. He was obviously put in there to just hit as much as possible. Uh, and not really care about his wicket, and that's what he did. So it'll be, I, yeah. I, I want to see more of that. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see Kyron Pollard come and stumble onto the field and score less than run a ball when Mumbai needs a, when Mumbai needs like 15 runs and over. That's silly. Yeah, I, I agree with Om on this one. I think they they should finish out Pollard. Just say you have two three games left. Just show us what you can do. Um, They'll play him again yeah. next season. I don't think he's going to retire. It's not like there's not a farewell. Couple of games, yeah, they're yeah. not going to release him either. No, no, but like just to make, uh, just to see if they want to start with him or not. Because if they drop him now, he won't start next season, and there's no point dropping him now because they're already out. But, but yeah, I also agree with Om that their management clearly didn't care about the season. If you look at their players, they've picked, they've backed young players: Jofra Archer, Tim And David, Will Brevis, Tilakwarma, Tilakwarma, who's actually the uh, who has the most runs uh, for an uncapped player this season. uh in my opinion he he should be getting the uh, emerging player award but knowing the commentators they'll give it to umran malik uh but i i think tilak verma has been the most impressive um but yeah uh, i mean but if you actually look at their lineup for next season it looks mighty impressive i mean bumrah jofra archer together tim david finishing dual brave tilak verma and sky in the middle uh, ishan kishan's been scoring some runs recently uh, rohit sharma 
as always in the IPL, he looks in good touch. He plays good shots. Uh, last night was an unlucky dismiss- dismissal. There's some controversy with the technology, but uh, he never just sc- scores those big runs. But if you actually look for the future, this MI team could be another powerhouse. You know, I think like that, that, that's fine. Or anything can be a future powerhouse. But what I need to say is, you mentioned everything that's good about MI, but in the bowling sector, you mentioned Bumrah, Jofra, Bowen together. Eight good overs don't win you a T20 match, right? Uh, around about 16 good overs uh, at a minimum win you a T20 game. So I think Mumbai need to find the other bowlers and not only Bumrah, Jofra, because we're seeing that, uh, like, we're seeing this time, they don't have a good bowling attack. They're getting destroyed by every single team that plays against them um, with this bowling attack. Who they tried Simon Mills, Riley Meredith, Basil Thumpy, Murugan Ashwin, Daniel Sams. Uh, Jairai Vunat cut so many players there, so many people not performing. I think they need to get in quality bowlers in next year. And I think they need to have a good core of a minimum of four bowlers. So uh, one person I would like to see who can actually um, do some damage in the middle overs, get wickets consistently is Adam Zampa. He's a good option um, for them to buy. Um, Other than that, they can target a lot of um, young Indian bowling talents as they have or play them or get in veterans who people release next year. But they need to buff up their bowling a lot if they're going to have a chance for a title run next year. Um, but with this bowling lineup, it's just not looking enough. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at the successful MI teams, they've always been a really, they've been backed by a really good bowling lineup. I, I mean, Malinga, you've had uh, Bumrah, you've had Harbhajan Singh at once. Uh, Mitchell McLennigan was always really good for them. Um, and this bowling lineup just doesn't seem to have that. I, and I mean, if you look at the spinners, I think they should have really bid for someone like Chehel or Kuldeep because uh, those two were the steals of the auction went together for only like eight crore. And MI has never really had a world-class spinner since Harbhajan Singh. And yes, that is a shot at Rahul Chahar. He should have never been picked for the World Cup. But uh, yeah, they've never really had a world-class spinner since Harbhajan. And they still don't have one. So I think they need to do some uh, re-looking at their bowling lineup for the next mini auction. But uh, but yeah, uh, w- one other thing I wanted to mention about MI is uh, Pat Cummins was bought for seven plus crore against KKR. And we mentioned K- uh, MI's record against KKR, how they dominate us. I think it's like 22 wins out of 31. Uh, Pat Cummins has been bought for seven plus crore. And most of the games that he's performed for KKR are versus MI. In, in IPL 2022, in one match, he scored 33 of 12 balls. In the other, he scored 53 of uh, 36. In 2021, he scored... Uh, in the only match he played versus MI, he scored, uh, sorry, he bowled uh, four overs and gave uh, 24 runs for two wickets. And this season, obviously, he had that amazing amazing innings of uh, 56 in uh, 15 balls and uh, two wickets. And then now he just got three for 17. So Pat Cummins is becoming an, an MI specialist and has been bought, paid seven plus crore by KKR only to beat MI, who we never beat. So that's another fun fact. Um, but yeah, let's move on to Ohm's team. Now let's talk about RCB. Uh, RCB have been hit and miss this season, but 
they've been above average, I would say, um, which is a surprise. But two of their retentions, uh, Kohli and Mohamed Siraj, and, and Maxwell, actually, all three of their retentions haven't been performing well. Obviously, we talked about match impacts. And in the bowling match impacts, Mohamed Siraj is at minus uh, 76.2, which is the third worst. Kohli is uh, the fifth worst with in, in batting with... Uh, yeah, with uh, minus 65.2. So those two haven't been performing for them at all. And uh, they've been in, in, in quite bad touch. Um, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, if you look at the entire RCB lineup, um, we talked about Glenn Maxwell. He's hit um, almost 200 runs and then strike at a 167. I don't think we can ask for more than that because we've been getting runs from everywhere around him. So I don't want him to do more. I actually just wanted to play 30 runs of 10 balls and get out um, because that, that, that's, that's what he can afford to do um, because of what we have below. So Faf Duplessis and Virat Kohli. Uh, Virat Kohli is absolutely useless. So just play him until he becomes good. If he ever becomes good, maybe he does what um, Shane Watson did for CSK, which is be useless the entire season and then score a century in the final. <laughs> if he yeah. does that, if he does that, I will bow down to him. Um, but um, other than that, Rajat Panidar, he's been a beautiful find. He's he's playing uh, aesthetically pleasing shots and he's like um, lighting the IPL on fire, which he did not do last year. I think he's a great find number three. He provides a lot of stability. He does Virat Kohli's job for him. So Virat Kohli can get out for duck every single match. Yeah, Rajat so, Panidar is an opener at this point. So, yeah. yeah Virat Kohli has gotten out golden duck three times in the IPL before this season. And he's just doubled that this season. Um, across all the years IPL has ever been played. Um, other than that, so the, the top four is pretty sorted. Glenn Maxwell plays one innings in... Uh, how many games have we played? 12 games. Glenn Maxwell plays one innings in every four games. Um, so we can expect the next innings to be um, in the 16th game, I think. One would assume a 17th game. So that seems like a good time to play a good innings in the quarterfinals. Or, I mean, seems uh, unfortunate it seems unfortunate because yeah. RCB won't even reach that stage. We'll see, we'll see. Um, other... Other than that, Dinesh Karthik, as we said, 30 from 8, fastest 30 um, ever in the history of the IPL. And he's been a fan- he's been fantastic as a finisher. In the last over, he's hit, uh, I think, 73 of 21 balls. This is absolutely insane. That's a strike rate of 300 plus, um, like just in that 20th over. So as a finisher, he's been perfect for us. Other than that, even if we have someone like, a, so Virat Kohli just assume he's a constant failure. So even if we have someone like Rajat Patida and Glenn Maxwell fail, um, we've seen that you can always rely or you can rely on someone like Amaifa Lomra, Shabaz Ahmad to take you through those middle overs because they've been batting really well. We don't need, we've not needed Shabaz's services over the last couple of games, um, especially in the batting department. But um, if the time comes, we've seen that he can play those innings like 40 from 25 um, and whatnot. Amaifa um, Lomra has been an absolute belter. So, the one thing that's good for RCB is if Faf and Rajal Padidar can play um, slowly till like the 10th over mark or like um, play like they did in the last game till the 10th over mark, then every single player after that has the capability to hit 30 runs from 10 balls and that's all needed for them, um, which is great because you can add real um, like fiery batting power. And I think that's what, um, that, that, that's the make of a good team, right? You have um, people who can anchor and then you can you have people who can absolutely destroy. So I think we have a three to four ratio of that and I think that's quite um, good. Talking about their bowling, 
Um, Josh Hazelwood, I don't know how he does it, but he's been absolutely magnificent. Um, he's bowling the exact same length and players kind of can that test match length and players cannot play that length. Um, when the pitches are slowed down, he's been um, employing his knuckle balls and he's been bowling the cutters and the slower ones and it's holding in the pitch and he's getting the wickets that he needs. I think Harshal Patel is back in form. We've seen that he had a bit, bit of a dip after he um, went to uh, uh, went to the we went to um, his family because his sister died. He has so less in peace. Um, but he's back in form. I think he's bowling really well. He's in a good rhythm. He talked about how he has to employ his... Um, he has to vary the sequencing of his slower balls and on-pace ones and boost his bouncers and yorkers. So I think that should we should see that come more often. Um, other than that, I think Hasaranga, we've all seen what he can do in the last match, 5 for 18, best figures in this IPL. Um... Glenn Maxwell, Shabazz Ahmed are coming in once the pitches are started to grip and turn. It obviously helps the off spinners more because yeah, it helps the finger spinner finger spinners more because you can get the grip out of the pitch when the pitches um, wear down. So I think they've been fabulous. They've been consistently getting wickets. Maxwell got um, one wicket in the last game, I think, and got um, Williams now to run out the first ball on his bowling. Uh, he didn't get the run out, but uh, a run out was gotten. So I think the bowling line is quite sorted. Um, one change that I've noticed is um, Mohammad Siraj is playing the role at Akash Deep was for RCB. So he's no longer opening the bowling. Um, it's been Maxwell, uh, Hazelwood. So he comes around the fifth over and then he bowls to the middle and then finishes up before the death. I think that role is suited for a bowler who is not at the top of his game. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it, it allows for um, him to go at a lesser economy. So I think that's, um, that, that's the best role RCB can give him right now. Um, and I think it's good. They don't need to drop him. They need to play him the entire season. You've played him so far. Don't drop him for anybody else. So I think RCB look very sorted. And they have the most chance of qualifying, I think, with um, all of the teams four and below. They obviously have the highest chance of qualifying. I think it's at a 40% chance, something like that. Yeah, I, I thought know. it was like 35 or something around that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I think they can qualify because we've seen every single team that's beaten them. They've come back and absolutely marauded them. So Punjab and Gujarat beat them the first time. I hope to see the maraudering that happened to SRH and CSK happen to Punjab and Gujarat, but uh, only time will tell. Yeah, I mean about RCB, you know they've uh, they were on a three-match losing streak. It was looking uh, it was looking pretty bad for them, but they've obviously turned it around with wins over CSK and SRH, both teams that they uh, lost to earlier in the season. Right, CSK was obviously CSK's uh, win earlier on, and uh, RCB got uh, revenge on. Uh, SRH after the demolition that was the like 68 all out. Uh, so yeah, as much as much as it and yeah, as Om said, RCB's bowling is looking pretty good. Harshal Patel's back, uh, back in form. One to Asaranga, obviously. Towards the beginning of the tournament, he was getting wickets, and now with the Pfeiffer and uh, Hazelwood as well. You know, uh, ex CSK player, even if it was for a limited amount of time, and man didn't even like play much. It was pretty much we just used his replacement more burned off. But either way. Uh, I, I, as much as it pains me to uh, admit it, I would, I would have to say that RCB would, I, I think RCB, RCB would qualify because uh, they, they're looking, they're looking pretty, pretty solid at the, pretty solid at the moment. And I think with a performing, uh, with a performing DK, anything is possible. You know, I mean, DK never really dipped from form, but um, either way, yeah, I, I, I think RCB is looking pretty good, and I think they'll qualify for all the talk. For all the shit we give them, I think I think RCB will still qualify. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly playing really good. DK, obviously, as I mentioned, a tied first 
uh, fastest 30 runs in the IPL with uh, an ex-RCB player, which uh, uh, who's A.B. De Villiers. Um, obviously, he's finishing games at the end really well. Should play for India, yes. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, he's been doing really well. Kohli, not well. Uh, Patidar has been a good find for them. Hazel, Hazelwood's been uh, doing really well. Uh, yeah, RCB are looking pretty solid. Another thing I want to mention is uh, RCB actually have Karan Sharma in their team this year. And Karan Sharma has won uh, four IPL titles, all, all with different teams. And he seems to be a good good luck charm. And uh, so so maybe that'll, that'll work for RCB because they have Karan Sharma in right now. But uh, but yeah, I think that's all for RCB. Om said mostly everything. Um, and, and yeah, um, so I think that's it for our weekly recap of all the teams. Uh, just a, a final two questions to ask you guys, performer of the week and performance of the week as we do every week. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one. Uh, my performance of the week, I have to say, Bumrah's Pfeiffer yesterday versus KKR. Um, it was against a team which I support, but it was it was beautiful bowling. I mean, the plans to wrestle, the short balls, the Yorkers, uh, it was brilliantly executed. And 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 you love to see Bumrah taking wickets. It's just great from an Indian point of view in general. And for performer of the week, um, because we've had weird scheduling, most teams have only played one match throughout this week. But uh, KKR played two matches, and uh, and Tim Saudi actually bowled really well in the first match against LSG. One for twenty eight. He's been bowling economically, and yesterday uh, he took a wicket in the power play and and an economy of only three point three three. So he's my performer uh, performer of the week. Uh, he's been bowling consistently for us, and uh, it's good to see a veteran like Tim Saudi uh, come back strong in the IPL after a few week seasons. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll go next. So, uh, for my performer of the week, uh, you know I have to give it to Devin Conway. Man is single, okay, not single-handedly, with the help of Gaikwad, but he has revived CSK from the ashes. And we're still going to remain in the ashes because we're probably not going to qualify. But, you know, he's he's given us a little bit of hope. Uh, in the three matches he's come back, he's done fantastically. He hit um, 50s in all three games. In the second game, we lost to RCB, but he was pretty much the only performer for CSK apart from, I guess, Moin Ali. But... He scored, um, Devin Conway hit, I believe, 56 or 55 of like 30, 37, 38 balls. So great stuff from him. Uh, and obviously, as we talked about, uh, Conway scored uh, a really quick uh, and fantastic innings the last game for CSK. So uh, performance of the week, uh, sorry, performer of the week, uh, Devin Conway. And for performance of the week, uh, I'm going to throw Ohm under the bus here because I know this is what he's going to say, but I'm going to give it to David Warner. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to go uh, <laughs> second. So I could sort of take that from him. I did it to Rehan also a couple of weeks ago, sort of pulling it from under his uh, his feet. So yeah, Om, go ahead. All right. So um, since David Warner has been stolen from my graces, um, my performance of the week um, will go to Yashasvi Jaiswal for a 68 of 41 against the Punjab Kings um, in his, um, what do you say, comeback of a sense. Um, I think it was uh, a show of class and display. And I think, especially after you've been dropped after a few games, you come back, it's very hard for you. Um, and you're like, will, you, you're wanting to show that you're um, first team quality and like you should play consistently. So I'd say that that, that, that innings was quite um, fabulous. And I think he showed uh, what he's made of. 
and uh, for performer of no for performer of the week rcb played a couple of games and i'm going to give the performer of the week to my man wanindu hasaranga um he's taken six wickets in two games uh across the two games he's played over this week i think that's uh, quite a feat and he's won the man of the match award as well so yeah those are my two awards that i've handed out yeah around so the think, yeah, awards that's, them. that's it's trademark now around the cricket awards you know yeah yeah so there you go those are our performers and performances of the week uh that's it for this app uh make sure to come back next week for our week 7 recap it uh, we're getting towards the end of the tournament the points table is clustered i'm sure we have some uh, interesting matches coming up and some uh, twists in the points table that we will not see coming um if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe check out our podcast if you listen to the audio version um make sure to watch our youtube subscribe uh it's available on every podcast platform google pop podcast apple podcast amazon podcast spotify uh you can find all of the links on uh, anchor and uh, we upload shorts on our youtube clips uh vlogs other extra content that uh, aren't suited to the podcast format so make sure to check all of that out like and subscribe uh give a rating if you enjoyed the episode yeah, uh, that's and, and also guys if you're watching if you're watching until here okay if you watch the entire podcast and then reach this point Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you but also thank you uh thanks for watching uh you know it it's it's a it's like a one and a half hour thing that we do every week and uh yeah as Rayan said we do we do other stuff as well like shorts and stuff almost we try to do it every day but sometimes it doesn't happen but we try we try to do it every day so uh, check into everything and uh yeah any anything to say guys yeah that that's it from us this week uh thanks for watching bye bye